There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. A radiophonic novella, Locatora Radio, hosted by Mala Munoz and Diosa Fem. Hola, hola, locamores. Welcome to season five of Locatora Radio, por Casteras Peligrosas. Listen at your own risk. Locatora Radio is a radiophonic novella, which is just a very extra way of saying a podcast. podcast. I'm Diosa. And I am Mala. Thanks for coming back. If you didn't notice, we are in fact a weekly show. Please tell everybody that you know. Please make sure you're hitting the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode because we're just churning them out these days every week as a weekly show does. Thanks for being here. Thanks for coming to our weekly show. Thanks for tuning in. You know the drill. We have some updates, some housekeeping. Number one, follow us across socials everywhere. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Uh, Clubhouse is kind of dead, but it's still a thing. So I don't know. You can find <laughs> us on there, but we're at Locatora <laughs> underscore radio. And of course, if you're looking for a Findom drain and aspire to be our human wallet, you can escort yourself to our Venmo at Locatora dash radio and drop some donations. It's a self-funded podcast. You're yes, going to, you're going to donate directly to the making of. Yes, you are. So hit the Venmo or become a Patreon, a patron on Patreon at patreon.com slash locatora underscore radio. 
Also, if you want to support some of our friends and also support us by using our affiliate code, head over to vivecosmetics.com and use affiliate code Locatora Radio 15 for 15% off of your next purchase from one of our favorite Latina-owned makeup brands. And can I just say that the Get Matte Lippies, the liquid lipsticks are pool proof. They're swim proof. <gasps> I've worn them in the pool. I've dived in. No way still have my lippy on amazing yeah. i'm no. telling y'all they're everything proof and you know what i mean they are yeah. everything proof including taking a deep dive wherever that may be for you okay <laughs> all terrain all terrain lippies yes um another way that you can support us locatora radio and locatora productions our boutique podcast production house you can head to ifundwomen.com forward slash projects forward slash locatora dash productions and donate as you know latinx people and people in general love podcasts so do we we love making podcasts so we want to make them all the time. We want a slate of our own original shows. We want to produce just like we have been doing. If you're a listener, you've probably noticed or realized that we have been acting as a production house for years now, right? Because we do everything ourselves from pen to post. And that's exactly what we want to do on a larger scale. So we want to thank all of our pod friends who have donated incentives like Joy of Build with Joy, Yakari Gabriel, Julio Salgado, Kali Fajardo Onstein, and Joanna of the Unapologetically Street Series. Podcasteras Peligrosas. Hey, look, amores, we have a quick announcement about our iFundWomen campaign. As you may have heard, we're raising $100,000 to cover the startup costs of Locatora Productions and pay our team. We are well on our way to reaching our goal, but we still need your help to get there. If all of our listeners and one friend donated $5, we would meet our goal well before 90 days. Consider becoming a funder of Locatora Productions and contribute on ifundwomen.com forward slash project forward slash Locatora dash productions. All right, Locamores, we are in for a super sweet treat today. Friend of the podcast, Crisol, is here. She's going to talk to us about all things Crisol, music, being a baddie, stunning for the gram, and everything else that she's up to. Crisol, welcome to Locatora Radio. Can you please say hello to our listeners? Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Hola, Locamores. I am a longtime Locamore. Locamores, is that how you say it? That's a that singular. I feel like yes. I'm a part of the collective. <laughs> um, yes, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan and friend. Friend and fan. <laughs> Truly. Locamore in Italy only. That's when that <laughs> applies. <laughs> well, I love that. I need to go to Italy. <laughs> 
We all do. I think that we've all been having some like Lizzie McGuire, Italian, like romance nostalgia. It's been all over the timeline. I mean, just funny that it should come up. The algorithm has been working overtime with the with the 2000s nostalgia. Honestly, I feel true. The I don't know if it's a pandemic hangover for the that that's really like like catapulted that but like the way I crave many of the early 2000s specifically Disney Channel movies the way I need them back in my life and I've worked them back in rotations or just like pivotal life-changing movies the also I've been noticing on your IG like like the stuff that um like what was your what was your bisexual awakening you know and like those films that I'm just like yeah 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 it's all the same ones and I'm just like yes love it there's so Um, many honestly and like you realize it later like as an adult you don't like mm -hmm. maybe recognize it you see there's like this like inkling there's this like curiosity when you're a kid or because you're still a kid or you're a teenager but then when you can like process it later as an adult like wait a damn minute I was attracted to this character it wasn't just that I would like loved this character. There was like, or I saw myself in this character, right? All yeah. of that. Yes. I'm yeah. like both like living for the early 2000s, like coming back and also hating it. I'm like in that weird, <laughs> like, please leave the fashion there. But yes, bring back the pop culture, yes. movies, the stars. Yeah. Give me all of it. Give me Benefer. Give me that. Yes. Like, I, I, like, yes to the Manny Santos thong, no to gaucho pants no thank you forever to gauchos. I, I, I fell for them. I was into them. I, I did it. And, and the layered, the V-neck with the tank top underneath also did it. I, I'm sorry. I don't know. This is my public apology. Um, but yeah, that, that uh, thinking back, like, I, I guess like retroactively, like no pun intended there, but retroactively, like really reviewing all of these moments uh, that I that I witnessed, like in movies and TV, and now being an adult and being like, oh my god, like there was something going on in my brain, and now I'm smart enough to process it. And Loki, I kind of want to give my like, I don't know if you guys get this way, where you'll remember something and the way your your brain was pro- dancing around it, and now being an adult, you're almost like a little proud of like, man, I wish I could like high five little Crystal because she was really onto something, and at the time she didn't know how to voice it, and maybe you know. Maybe she could have been like the next Greta on the stage talking about like the significance of Coyote Ugly and <laughs> what it did. <laughs> for the, yes, for the bisexuals of our generation. You know, um, you know, what did America's Next Top Model do to my development? Right. And, you know, being able to process judgment. Like I, I, uh, it, it, it was, it, it's significant. Sorry. Hello. Hi, I'm a Sagittarius. So I'm like, <laughs> we're going to talk about many of things today there it's like hard to even figure out where to begin because we could start with speaking of retroactive you have new music coming out we could start there we can start with like how we met and how we got to this point I mean there's so many entryways I know Um, let's start with how we met I feel like that's a good I think a fun place to start because it's one of my favorite stories yes and I'll let you tell it first yes (laughs) Diosa was there. We were together. And um, it was El Grito. I forget the year. It was several 20, years ago now. 2018. We 2018. Were for Los Tucanes. Yes. A moment so for me. <laughs> there we were, just two faces in the crowd, two indie podcasters in a sea of gritones for El Grito, right? So we're there. And on the steps of City Hall, I see a vision in black leather pants 
And I said, Yosa, who the fuck is that? Queen. She sings. She dances. She serves space. Who is she? Yosa, tell them, did I not? Was I not just like overwhelmed by Crisol's talent? Mala was so overwhelmed and I had been put on to you because a friend of mine had booked you for like a community event. And so my friend Cesar was like, you need to check her oh, out. Yeah. And so I started following you. And so when we saw you at El Grito, I was like, Mala, I know who this is. I don't know her, know her, but yes, like we, you need to go follow her. And I did like, I don't know, everything about you sold you to us, but especially the way you, you mixed I think it was a lemonade song, like from Beyonce's <laughs> album. It was, yeah. With and beanie, you, beanie, bum, bum. you mixed it with Selena. We were like mind blown. We were losing it. We were screaming. We were dancing. We were crying. We were drinking. It was amazing. <laughs> we were uh, sobbing in the I crowd. I really made that medley for the baddies and it rarely goes fully acknowledged. So I'm happy that, that after all these years, I'm happy that that really stuck with you because- oh, yeah. um, Stuck two queens us. from Houston hold up is in the same key and same chord relatively chord progression as bd bd bum bum so we just do this little breakdown and that like yeah you have to I'll try to record it I don't know is back right now so maybe we'll do some actually film my performances but yeah okay that's I'm really happy you guys remember that um oh, hell yeah yeah that's well that's a lot what a lovely memory yeah so from my <laughs> end I mean I just remember El Grito being pure madness because you know, of course, it's Tucanes, right? And like this, like, God bless the city of LA, but they did not prepare to have, I don't think they anticipated Tucanes to have such a high level or an elite um, setup, which I'm just like, well, how embarrassing for you guys to not know that. Uh, and because uh, <laughs> when they drag them, out, like, drag the know, city, no, and I will, I will, because yes. for us, like, because that day I was sick, I was not feeling well, I was running around screaming. Um, our set got cut by like 20 minutes because they let everybody else run over, and Bukanas were like, I don't care, we're going on at what time we're going on. But more, the thing that kills me is that, like, I've always been the type of musician to show up on time, and it's rare, like, it's, it's really not like a thing that happens a lot. Um, and so we showed up on time, but Tucanes were running late. And I'm, but I'm like, they've earned it. But of course, when they finally showed up, they're like, we have our own entire sound rig. We don't need anything you provided. So our setup, not only did it get delayed four hours, but they basically built an entire other rig next to the thousands of dollars of equipment the city of LA rented to try to accommodate them because they weren't, they didn't communicate. So then like, it was just a mess. So I'm glad the show went well, because on my end, I was like, up until that very moment, I was like sweating and I'm like, all right, showtime. It's time to put it away. But like, that was a lot. <laughs> um, so that was your guys' first time seeing me. My first yes. time seeing you guys was, I think Locatora Radio had already been around for about, because I, I went to your second anniversary, correct? I believe that that's what it was at the, at the Civic Center. Yeah. Was yes. it, was it number two? Was it, it was, it was yeah. number two. It was number two because I had seen you guys floating about and I'm like, this podcast is really dope. You guys are super cute. Wow. And then the Osa followed me and I was like, oh my God. And like, at that point I, I'm, I was, I'm still, I was still very green to the scene. So like getting in with like a lot of this community when people would follow me or follow, follow me first, especially I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm like the type of person I'm like, like refreshing all the time just to follow people back and get on that. So very excited to get connected with you guys and then you guys had dm me to invite me to the second year anniversary thing and i was like holy smack this feels very cool i don't feel cool enough to be 
invited to such a cool thing. I don't know. It was very like imposter syndrome for a little bit. When I got, when I finally got there, you guys were so nice. So, so nice. And then uh, met a lot of great people that night. You know, Brenda, Chicharani, we, we also like became fast friends that evening as well. And then I was just like, you guys are the sickest. And it was the coolest, like, it was everything I wanted to start, to start doing already at that moment. Like you guys put together this entire event. You had great guests. Like you guys were really funny on stage. I was like equally as blown away watching this like little universe you guys had like built. And it was only the second year. Like in my mind, you guys are already like, I'm like, these are celebs. This is great. <laughs> you know? And then like, and, and, and so being in that uh, just felt very cool to like rub elbows and be around everybody. So that was like my first experience. But then later we did the, um, what's it called? That little, that, oh my God, the short film that you guys Lo- did. Yeah. Lokita's anonymous. Lokita's anonymous. Yes. Yeah. yeah Chris- very cool. Crisol has been involved now in several of our projects, starting with Lokita's Anonymous. Um, Crisol does some acting. She's looking gorgeous. She's part of the, you know, um, the Lokita's Anonymous. Bitch C32 was her code name. Yes, part of the Lokita's Anonymous universe. If you have not seen Lokita's Anonymous and did not know that we also write and produce and act in short films, you can go to YouTube, to yeah. our YouTube channel and Such watch a- Lokita's Anonymous. It's an eight minute short. Such thank you for great. saying that. Oh. Sorry, just to go back a little bit. Like, thank you for acknowledging that was year two because you're right. That was year two. Yeah. Like, no, oh, okay. I was blown away. <laughs> blown away like you and you guys should applaud yourselves for that more often because I've been there having to produce shows by myself and like get all these people to come in and like you're, you feel like you feel like you're asking for the moon but then when you actually get the genuine support that you need like you really make something amazing happens but it starts with you guys being authentic and amazing you know what I mean and like that was year two and it's only gotten bigger and better since then and like look at this anonymous was year three like that's this wild to me. That's like that, that, that little eight minutes, like, and the, and the film was great. Like, I, I really hope, I actually was really hoping for like, like a comic book or like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just, I'm hoping all this stuff, maybe, I, maybe I don't want to spoil things, but I'm hoping all this stuff still happens. Oh yeah. Because like, that's it's just, just such a. Yeah. Leave that, plant that there, leave that there. <laughs> we will revisit in the future. Shortly. But, yes. <laughs> you know what? Anyway, so, it was thank just, you. It, thank you so much, but please, yeah. please, please enough about us. We want to hear <laughs> about you. Free soul must be stopped. I love it. I love the, I love the way you love your friends and your community members out loud. You're very supportive. You're a very supportive <laughs> artist. Yes. Uh, both like literally right now and on <laughs> literally in, right at this exact in, moment. In the, and also in the digital space. So thank you so much. But oh like, my God. you know, we invited you because we want to hear about you and your work and your upcoming work. Um, All right. All right. Yeah, Let me get vain for a second. Let me. Like, before, yes. Before yes, we queen. Get to like the upcoming, the new stuff, let's take it back a little bit and let's just do a quick check in, right? Yeah. 2020 was a garbage fire of a year. It was a hellscape. We're, We're still recovering. It's not technically over. It feels like it's over, but it's not. So like check in. How are you doing? You're like California has now reopened uh, at full right. capacity. You're getting booked. Like, yes. Talk to us. Yeah. How are you take doing? us and okay. take us back to like when the pandemic started, because I remember we were talking about it and like the bookings, the shows, the income, like the work, just everything. <laughs> take us back to then and then bring us to now. Yeah, it, it's it feels like you know, like in a roller coaster when you go up in a loop and you just meet at the same point 
the bottom and you keep going on the roller coaster, that's exactly what 2020 feels like. And I just got stuck upside down in that loop. Like that's what that, that's the only way I can physically describe how the feeling felt being an independent, fully supporting myself on music. Um, I was working at Eastside Love just before the pandemic. Um, I'd been doing that on and off for like a couple of years, but like that really wasn't like paying my rent. You know, mo- most of my, 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 my income was from music and the pandemic started kind of like, you know, being, being people like places with large crowd, like, you know, being in an industry with like large crowds, pandemic was really like surfacing in those areas, like around February, you know, right, right, right. Yeah, late January, February, people are like, oh, have you heard about this COVID thing? You know, about this Wuhan virus, you know, all these things they wanted to call it. And, um, and I just remember like people being like, oh, okay, maybe we won't do this thing in March. We'll see what happens. You know, and it was like things that were in the work suddenly got canceled. And then I get to the end of February and I lost one, a festival just was like, you know, we're just not, we're not going after it. And then I'll never forget it. It was like February 28th. I'm in the studio. And one thing about what I do or what I did pre-pandemic, I, I employ anywhere from like five to eight musicians at one time. I, 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 I do music directing, I band direct, and I'm no, am I their only source of income? No, but I do pay my musicians and I pay, I like to say that I pay them pretty well. And we gig a lot. 2019, we were very busy and we were going to be even busier getting into 2020. So I, we had pretty much stuff locked in all the way up until September. And I just remember this one day I'm in the studio recording for my EP lovely that I dropped in September. And um, that was actually slated to come out in the beginning of summer too, you know, not the fall, you know? And so I'm in there doing some tracks and within 10 minutes, I get five phone calls. Um, just individually myself, I lost about five to $6,000 of income within those 10, 10, you know what I mean? Like that was how much like I, I had writing and then like, you know, it's equivalent, like that's, I, I pay my guys. So like they're losing thousands of dollars over a couple months of, of income for themselves. And it's like, geez, what the heck is happening? And it's happened within 10 minutes. And then we go a little more further into March and then it's just like, everything shut down. You can't gather, you can't see people. Like we are collaborators, they're my friends, you know? And you just don't know, and everybody's going through such a weird hard time losing their livelihoods that you don't even know how to, how to, you didn't even know how to reach out to somebody and say, are you okay? Cause you're not okay either. So it was really professionally and very personally, very difficult. I feel for a lot of, not just musicians, but most artists or most people that rely on public and open spaces to make their income. Um, I knew a lot of bartenders that were struggling and, and um, it's also crazy too, because um, as the pandemic raged on, you know, you get all this, you're just inundated with information. You see like a lot of people are getting their stride. They're doing really well. They're either going, you know, they're going on TikTok or a lot of people are hiding. And then you get this social justice movement that's happening. A lot of us are artists who feel empathy. And then you just get this weight of heavy, like, what do I do? I wasn't even doing enough before the pandemic. Like, what am I supposed to do now? And then top it off being a creator who has a family who's mostly in like a normal professional working space so yeah they all had to work from home for a little while but like nobody in my family really missed a beat no one missed checks no one missed you know actually if anything my brother had like two of my brothers had kids and like moved on with their lives and like had wives and women and and and, you know and lots of blessings happened in my family so I'm internally also not able to voice how hard it was on me 
up until up until I really did you know I'm and I'm sure I'm not I, I I'm, I'm just being very transparent about like the mental toll it took because like I also try not to be a burden to those that I loved because they're all experiencing such, such happiness in this weird time so it's like you're resentful but you're also happy and it's like it was weird and you want to write about it but you're also like oh I don't want to like exploit my own vanity you know my trauma for my vanity or I, it's weird it was really weird and then around September um you know to, to shine a you know to, for some positivity I was happy to do like I really did like I got back into cooking and you know you just did all the all the like that part of the pandemic that was a vibe started roller skating you know connected with Mala and a few other friends people and you Diosa too like friends that I really don't think I would have had the time to interact with because I would have been so much busier in 2020 I my my circle completely changed because I started connecting with people because we're a having a shared experience but now we have time to talk and it's not networking and like hey nobody's working so I if I'm reaching out to you it's genuinely because like I have the mental energy to and I find you interesting and there's a lot more I don't know just so like that was also uh, a very interesting dynamic and the friends that I feel like I solidified over the pandemic were just like it just felt really rewarding and then getting into September, it's, it's been a dream of mine since I was a kid to also act, but, um, <laughs> you know, and I never really had the confidence to pursue it the way that I did music. But the one thing, one thing I can finally sum this up to of what that I learned throughout the pandemic is that if the world told me you will never be able to sing on a public stage ever again, what are you going to do? I'm still going to find myself in a quiet room by myself banging on a piano you know, I'm still going to try to sing. I'm still going to try to create and perform. And it's literally the only thing I thought of, obviously, other than my family and loved ones and all that stuff. But it's the only thing I thought of for the entire pandemic was how to continue to be the artist that I want to be without any monetary, uh, like, incentive. So it really solidified that, like, if you have this dream and you're, and you were able to, like, sit with it in the trenches with it and still have it and still hold on to it and have hope, it's what you want to do and it's your purpose on the planet. So I let go of this, like, okay, I can't act because I need to focus on music. I don't want people to think it's not part of my brand. And I'm like, what? Like, I want to act because I want to act or I want to, you know, I want to produce because I want to produce or I want to learn, play, I want to get better at piano because it's part of what I do, you know, and, and not having these, like these doubts of um, like that, again, that imposter syndrome or that you're not good enough to do certain things. Like, I'm like, the, like it could all go away tomorrow and you're still going to want it just do it. Absolutely. Like adapting, yeah. adapting to the world and to circumstances, but still mm -hmm. doing the things that we love. And I just kind of want to piggyback on, on um, also just continuing and going and doing it, even when literally the world is shutting down, um, everything seems to be against you. There's no money. There seems like there's sometimes like the momentum feels like it's slowing down, like, yeah. but just persisting and continuing to put out work. I, you probably, if you listen to this podcast, you've probably seen me ranting and raving on Twitter about, <laughs> about how Crystal should have been cast as Selena and Selena the series. Oh and because I stand by that shit and because I believe it and because there's so much talent out here. And I think of, I think of Crystal, obviously I think of us in our own way. There are so many others in our little LA Latinx creative community that are hyper talented, that are really funding 
self-funding, self-producing, really impressive bodies of work. I mean, the Lovely EP, I'm obsessed with. It's so good. Go stream Lovely. Let it be lovely, bitch. Like, it's amazing. (laughs) The disco feels are everything. If you like to skate, this is definitely the EP for you. But, you know, it's like, we know talent when we see it. And you don't have to be someone raking in millions of dollars in order for us to acknowledge that you're talented. You know what I mean? Like one doesn't need a record deal in order for us to acknowledge the talent that is just there. And um, we wanted also to have Crystal on the podcast because we believe that we are catching tomorrow's like superstars, right? Like <laughs> while they're still accessible to us, while we can still get to them. Oh. And Crystal is one of those people. So go follow her, go stream her music. You have a, a new body of work coming out called Retroactive that I would love for us to start talking about to get the people yes. pumped because it's coming soon. Yes, um, yes, 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 yes. So um, released one EP throughout the, during the pandemic, like in September or whatever, things started opening up. And then I looked back at my catalog and I'm like, well, again, part of this whole addressing fear addressing not self-doubt, not being good enough, confidence. And I looked back at my catalog and I was like, there is some good shit here that I talked myself out of releasing for a number of reasons. So I kind of went in and, I, and I'm grateful that I waited because now I'm a much better, more sound musician and I'm able to ask specifically for what I want. So um, I wrote one brand new track and then there's four, there's three songs that are, I wrote them funny they were both written and all of them each were probably done in about under an hour but they were done in under an hour like six years ago and then uh they just sat there in the dust of demos as they do and so I kind of made this pun of like retroact like retroactively releasing music that was written from the past but you know it's it's current now and 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 it's still of me and uh yeah so I have I put them all together and now I have another record that I'm very excited about that a year ago I probably would have a, a year ago I did talk myself out of putting this music out because I don't know why I really don't I'm like sometimes I want to shake her you know um but it's it, the EP's titled it, it's called retroactive there's four songs um I have a single the the lead single off the of the EP is called Juliet it's going to drop on uh July 2nd and then uh I'm just trying to figure out the timeline of when this will air, but like it'll drop on July 2nd. The entire EP is going to be out July 23rd. Um, I'm very, very proud of this little body of work. Like I said, it is, it's a mix of like me being confident enough to release stuff that I had in the vault, but also one of the tracks is as a, a song that I like, produ- like had a huge hand in producing. So I'm very, very proud of it. Um, and yeah, you know, it's with my usual collaborators, Demis. He worked with me on my first EP. I also brought in someone new. His name's Rich Gonzalez. He's the person I wrote that song Adams with, uh, but he produced two of the tracks on this. Um, trying to make sure I don't forget anybody else that's involved. But oh, so I, I worked, did some vocal work with uh, Brian Gazzo, who plays drums in my band. And uh, yeah, it's just, I'm, I'm very, very excited to be putting out new music. And this is gonna slap. Like I, I'm literally listening to it so much that it's, I'm starting to hate myself a little bit. <laughs> But I'm very excited about it. And I'm sure the second it's out in the world, I'll be like, I don't want to hear it ever again. But right now, because it's mine and I'm kind of just like hugging it before I release it to you all, I literally can't listen to anything else. And I'm hoping once I give it out to the world, you you guys will all have the same experience with it that I did because it it's great. It's vibes. <laughs> it's a banger. Juliet is a banger. Sure. I'm sure we will all love it. Thank you so yeah. much for adding or sharing that you 
went into your vault and like pulled some songs out, right? You revisited past work because I think like as artists, we're so pressured to like create new stuff constantly, but sometimes we're like sitting on work that like we haven't visited in a long time and it just takes revisiting and like revamping and editing and then putting that out into the world in whatever way that looks for like each person. Yeah. Um, and so I love that you shared that because a lot of the times we got to step away and then we come back and we yeah. see it with a fresh set of eyes. Honestly. And then I also think that too, there should be no shame in putting something out in a few years, looking at it and be like, I'm going to rework this. It's yours. You know, it, it's yours. You put it out there and it becomes somebody else's and maybe you revamp it and you think it's better, but someone's like, I really like the old version, you know? Um, but I, I read somewhere, um, there, somewhere just on the internet and it just said how like the the moment you release a song is the most is the most like infancy stage of the song because once it's out that's like there you know it's the newest it's the earliest it's 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 its beginning and you just perform it and you work it and it just by the time you get to the end of your life or you get to the next album that song has changed so much and like so really the song uh, the songs that you put out or the body of work or the writings or whatever as you grow even if you go back and change it you know what i mean or like the way you deliver a poem you know what i mean it's going to change as you change, but that doesn't mean the, the beginning of it was any less valid or bad. It was just what you could do at the time. And you kind of like, it's like I said, it's all that self-doubt and that fear, you know, it's not going to go away, but you have to learn to either ebb and flow with it. Or sometimes, yeah, just like, like, shut up. I have to do this against your perfectionist sensibilities and really just let, let it out, you know, inhala, exhala and divine timing, giving, giving in a little bit to divine timing really helps because like, had I dropped these songs six years ago when I wrote them in the ten, like 10 minutes after I finished them I don't even know where I would be who I'd be around and if they'd be as good honestly they probably wouldn't yeah I I I echo Diosa's sentiment too about needing to put out new work also with social media and TikTok and the algorithm putting out new work every day <laughs> multiple times a day just constantly churning out work oh. we We've never really been about that. We can't, it's too much. And is the stuff good? Is, does it stand? Does it, what's it for? You know, so relieved, honestly, to like have this conversation about like taking a breath and like letting the work breathe and grow the way that it should, because it's a living thing, right? And when you rush something, it's going to feel and look and sound rushed. Exactly. And like, to be honest, like I, hate churning out mediocrity for the sake of volume that to me like it because because we're not do, like it's one thing to do like story posts or like something you know what I mean like you know you, you you do things daily that are like not as crazy commitment posting a selfie is not not the same as you posting a body of work a music video or you know like uh, it, it's not it's not the same I mean your selfies are both of your selfies are works of art I'm not saying that it's more just like but you know what I mean but it's Thank a different you. type of <laughs> See? Uh, but it's a different type of like content than, you know, when you, you are creating something that's of you, you know, and that has to take patience. And like my, my big gripe, and I'm going to get, I'm going to talk my shit a little bit because being a proud Latina, you know, you know, part of Latina, part of Latinx community, I want to make sure that I'm a part of this community that's churning out quality content. And I'm a firm believer that the friends I've surrounded myself with are able to deliver that quality content. And if we all like make sure that we're holding each other accountable to that quality and supportive, but also being, you know, really honest, like, you know, like, because all it's going to do is uplift and, and create, you know, set the standard 
and it's going to you know turn more eyeballs towards us like we really have to be adamant about demanding quality of ourselves and of our friends and you know it doesn't mean the shit on everybody's work either you know what I mean like like but like really just like yes like you see someone shining and it's like yes let's amplify this because I mean really like we call it the movie scene or whatever or the film industry or the music industry but really it's all like the it's you know it's it's the it's the gatekeepers it's you know call it the you know the white man or whatever it is like the tastemakers allegedly but like like Ebert and Grover like they rip each other you know like these people rip (laughs) each other apart you know they're very critical of people that look the same as they do you know what I mean and like I'm not saying shit on everything but we really need to just be like hey let's let's amplify the quality and not let things fail upwards right you know it's so true it's so you know, true because, sorry, Crisol, I don't no, mean no, to no, cut but, you off, no, um, but I, I did want to say, like, we notice that when we put something out, there are certain people that will engage, and there are certain people that you expect to engage and support and share and uplift that don't. And so right. just like a reminder, when your folks, even if they're not your folks, right, they're just someone that you appreciate their art even if they're maybe that you don't exactly fuck with them either but you do support what they do like that kind of sharing and um especially now with the algorithm like I think a lot of us are being very like conscientious of like yeah we're gonna share this and we're gonna comment because like we know that the indie creators like need that extra boost because if not yeah. it will flop and it doesn't mean that it's a flop but sometimes social media makes you think feel like it is a flop yeah yeah it's like a weird dance that you have to do where it's like all right well indie we have to band together but then it's also like, we also don't want to throw a like or a share or a follow behind something that we don't truly believe in. But then how can you deny when your entire circle is incredibly talented? You know what I mean? And that, that, that's where I'm more just like looking Excellent. at your peers and being like, hey, we're all like being very cognizant of each other's strengths, mm-hmm. encouraging things, being like, um, hey, you know what, man? Like, this is like, I don't know, like, again, people don't need, don't need my opinions. I'm like, it's not, I'm not saying your art isn't valid, but it's like, if we're, if we're contributing as part of, as, as part of like a Latino scene, I'm just like, we have to be unafraid to like really deliver honest opinions, really give genuine support. Yeah. That's another thing. If you're not giving genuine support, it's just as bad as giving a bad critique. Cause then you're yeah. getting this, you know what I mean? Like you're, you're, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a weird dance to do because it's like, it's, yeah, it is your friends. We're all independent, but I'm like, I'd much rather have people tell me like, yo, Chris, oh, this is like, not that good. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, but that's how, that's how I, yeah. think or like, Hey, Chris, oh, like this, like, you know, someone who's, you know, who's willing to mentor me be like, Hey, by the way, I see the potential in this. You missed the mark by this much. I've had people straight up tell me that in a very nice way. Like you're so almost there. It's crazy. And I'm like, thank you cool that basically now at the very least I'm looking in the right direction you know what I mean that doesn't make Mm -hmm. me feel like like trash um yeah I think I think for us a lot of what it is is like um almost when you see that somebody near you or around you is putting together something like truly excellent and amazing like when we're impressed by the people around us it really makes us okay well how do we how do we do something like that how do we do something similar how do we do something completely different than that that's our own but you know is kind of like giving us that same inspiration like if the the artists and the work that you're surrounded by is you know garbage then maybe you're not as compelled I don't know I think to each their own it's different one thing that we do notice is like you know on on the internet and we talk about the internet so much just because like 
Um, it's free PR and that's mm -hmm. everything. And we don't have PR people and all your favorite artists, everybody who's like selling millions and making millions and stadiums, they have PR people pushing their shit constantly. Like they have teams, armies of people pushing their stuff to out to you so that you know who they are. We don't have any of that, right? We have to, we have to push it out ourselves with our itty bitty fingers on our phones <laughs> literally it's just phones on fingers pushing our shit yes. out to you guys um and that's why we talk about it so much because it really does matter and what we see a lot of is some of the biggest accounts with the the most followers and the most interaction and the most engagement in the latinx space mind you they're meme, <laughs> they're meme accounts they're meme accounts they're meme yes. accounts and a yep. lot of it is fucking trash ass memes i'm gonna say it trash ass trash ass memes accounts that are highly homophobic, that are highly xenophobic, that display mm -hmm. anti-blackness, that are really fucking corny and trashy, like in, in ungood ways, in ways we don't like, you know? Yeah. But yeah, they get the most, they get the most engagement and the most followers and the yeah. most, you know? And so it's just a little frustrating because then we try and sort of, okay, well, this is how the algorithm's working. Let's throw a meme on our page. That shit gets the most likes and the most engagement right. and the most interaction. <laughs> I think I think one of my highest performing posts one time was like a little meme format that I did, which is hilarious. But um, yeah. you know, I just I I'm I'm very uncomfortable with the idea of essentializing what it means to be Latino and essentializing what it means to be a Latinx mm -hmm. artist or especially a female Latina artist. You know that I must look or perform a certain way. Like I'm, you know, I'm I. I you know, I, I, I want to be able to, and then you know, even with this music, you know what I mean? Like this music that I'm, you know, to tie it back to that, like that I'm putting out. I'm in love with it. I'm excited mostly. Be, and I'm also highly terrified because genre wise, I don't know like if it's what people are going to expect of me. It's definitely a step of where I'm going. You know what I mean? Because even the next album is going to be different because I'm growing, you know what I mean? And like, I keep thinking, well, shit. And, and people will call me straight up. Like, you should do this. Have you heard of this artist? You should be like her and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, but I'm not her. If you want her, I'll go hire her. You know what I mean? Or, you know what I mean? And, and I'm yeah. like, but I'm also like, I, 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 it is that essentialization. You know what I mean? Like I've had people tell me multiple times, like, oh, you should be doing like, low rider oldie stuff. And I'm like, no, you know, and I'm, I'm like, <laughs> no, and I'm like, <laughs> no. And, and like, or like, oh, they told me like, why don't you do, why don't you do mariachi? Why don't you do like super pop or whatever? Or like, or, you know, and then they'll ask me to do typical or like reggaeton. You know what I mean? I'm like, I love and appreciate. I'm not, I don't doubt I won't ever write those kinds of songs even, you know, but like, to have that imposed on me because it's more comfortable for you to see me as a Latina artist in a space that you've essentialized me in is something that I'm just trying to like, I'm not, it's, it's like, I'm almost like passively or subconsciously breaking away from it by like just writing and looking and doing whatever I want. You know what I mean? Like, I like that I'm a little bit of a tomboy, but can also go very femme. I like that I do disco, but can also do a ballad. You know what I mean? I, I, I and if that makes it so that I can't go mainstream successful, fine but I also think there's a lot more kids because I'm first generation you know what I mean like I think there's a lot more people that grew up like me that are just starting to wake up and I, now they're my age and they have disposable income you know what I mean they're throwing their 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 likes and their money behind things that they see that they re that resonate with them kind of like you know how you're we talking about the Osa earlier like we look back and we see the things that like really stuck with us when we were younger and now that we're older we're like oh I, I like this this changed me I had a thought about it I'm older and understand it now let me now put my money behind things that continue to make me feel that way because I'm proud of that feeling. I'm proud of, of, of thinking differently and that I was always on this path and now I'm old enough to actually speak on it. Yes. 
Yes, queen. Yes, yes <laughs> queen. Yes. Well, well, my friends, it has mm-hmm. been a glorious, a glorious interview. You have not heard the last of Crisol. Crisol is actually oh, no. a music supervisor on our upcoming show, Marijuanera, a web series yes. about weed, a podcast for potheads. You're going to hear Crisol singing. You're going to see her dancing and acting and all these gorgeous things in Marijuanera. Not only that, but Crisol does have new music coming out with Retroactive and her new EP, Juliet, coming out. Crisol, where can people follow you? Where can they find you? And where can they listen to your music? Yes. So uh, right now, I I currently have an EP up. It's titled Lovely. There's four tracks on there you can check out and also two other singles on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, anywhere you stream. Uh, But the new new EP titled Retroactive is going to be available July 23rd. Um, you have a single Juliet that's going to be dropping just before that. So you can check that out. That'll be available July 2nd. You can follow me on Instagram. Follow me on TikTok. I promise I'm going to wake up on there at some point. I'm more of a stalker right now. Just <laughs> scrolling everybody's content, but you can follow me on TikTok as well. I also do have a Patreon, um, that, you know, has a few tiers for like different types of access. I do exclusive performances for Patreon. Um, you know, a bunch of cool little stuff in studio that I, uh, studio that I have to record, um, as well as a great many other goodies like early access to tickets for shows and yada 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 so you can check me out there and yeah and then you can also find me uh stalking mana's ig so find me in her comments same thing for the oza <laughs> you guys <laughs> love just, it i'm just on the internet <laughs> just sharing and liking people's posts oh beautiful well that's that we did it that's <laughs> the thank end. you Thank you for having me, guys. Thank you. This has been another episode. Make sure that you comment, you rate, you share, give us a like, give us a follow. You know the drill. Besitos. Besitos. A radiophonic novella. Locatora Radio, hosted by Mala Munoz and Diosa Fem. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, honey German, and I know life happens, but trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com, that's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, 
Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com.